grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from Luke chapter 10. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Dear friends in Christ, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. This is the first line of Sonnet 43 written by Elizabeth Barrett Browning speaking of her great love for her husband Robert. It is a beautiful rendering of her love for her husband and in brief describes her love for him in the ups and the downs of marriage and love. And in the last line she says this, I love thee with the breath smiles, tears of all my life. And if God chose, choose, I shall but love thee better after death. As Jesus continues his ministry, he ends up in the home of Mary and Martha. And Martha begins to do what I would call or would say is to love the Lord. Jesus has said of his own circumstance, not in a chapter before in the book of Luke, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Martha receives Jesus into her home and prepares to feed him. Jesus says, he who receives me receives him who sent me. Now you may be thinking, yes, pastor, you preached this text three years ago, and we have not forgotten that this text is about priorities. Indeed it is, but there are two types of love shown here. Martha is generous in her love, receiving the very Lord of creation into her home, and she wants to feed him. Martha wants to love Jesus. Truly, that is what she wants, to love the Lord. And considering what we heard last week with the lawyer and his correct interpretation of the law last Sunday when Jesus says or asks, what is the law? How do you read it? And the lawyer responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Martha is doing both. She has God in her home and she is going to feed him as her own neighbor. Treating Jesus as she herself and Mary also would like to be treated. I read this story and I always think, Martha got the short end of the stick. She's just trying to love God. And how does she love God? Let me count the ways. She takes him into her home. She prepares a meal to feed him and asks nothing of him in return. So why the admonition? Sure, it's a gentle chiding. It's not a get thee behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. But it is a chiding nonetheless. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. What's the problem? Here is the contrast with Mary and Martha. Martha is absorbed by one kind of love, and Mary by another. Martha is burdened by her hospitality. Lord, how I love thee, let me count the ways. Mary is absorbed by a different kind of love. And only one of these kind of loves is needful. Jesus cannot mean that, that our love does not matter. But Jesus says it, one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Well, what has Mary chosen? I know that in my own sinful nature, I want to say to God and even to my fellow man, look at how I have loved you. Paul says this about love. Love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. 
It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Okay, I have not loved like that. But my love is pretty good, right? No, dear friends. Our love is not that good. It is not pretty good. It is nowhere near good. Not in and of itself, anyway. The one thing needful that Mary has discerned is that she must hear about the love of God. She has to hear of the love of God in Christ Jesus. It is first and it is foremost. Jesus has just told the parable of the sower and has said of the word when it lands in good soil. As for that, in the good soil, they are those hearing the word who hold fast to it in an honest and good heart. This interaction between Jesus and Martha is to teach us this, that one thing is needful and the needful thing is what Jesus has come to bring. And what is that? To tell you that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We as Lutherans are often accused of being Sunday Christians but not Monday Christians. Or to put it bluntly, that we don't live our faith. We go to church Sunday to be absolved of our sins only to go out and sin all our way through the week, Monday through Saturday, only to come back again on Sunday to be absolved of our sins. The thing is, you can't be a Monday Christian without being a Sunday Christian. You can't be a Martha without first being a Mary. The issue here is whether one is to first serve the Lord or to first be served by the Lord. It is most definitely the latter. How do I love thee, Lord? Let me count the ways. Well, there are no ways to recount. I come here to the divine service on Sunday to be served by the Lord, as do you. Mary sits at the feet of Jesus to receive the divine service from him. We come to this divine service Sunday after Sunday, and we do not make the mistake that Martha made. Here, Jesus is the host, and we are the guest. Here we sit at the foot of the cross to hear of the love of Jesus, how he came and took on flesh and lived for us perfectly under the law, fulfilling the requirements of the law by his perfectly lived life. And how he died on the cross with our sins in his flesh to pay for our sins once and for always, giving us forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. How does Jesus love you? Here, let me count the ways. You are forgiven for all of your sins in the absolution. You are read the word of God, the living, life-giving word of God, and you have given his body and blood in with and under the bread and wine to forgive your sins and strengthen your faith unto life everlasting. This is the good news, that by God's death he has reconciled you by his flesh in order to present you as holy and blameless and above reproach before the Father. You are declared righteous, redeemed, forgiven, and delivered. You are Monday through Saturday Christians because you are Sunday Christians. Hearing the goodness of God and the love of God who loved you so much that he paid for your sins and opened the gates of heaven for you by his work, by his love, by his death, and by his resurrection. This last Wednesday, I received a call from the Devonshire and there was a man who the lady said identified as a Lutheran. I will call him Jerry. The lady who called said Jerry had some questions about God as his life came to a close. I went to the Devonshire and found Jerry and went into his room and he was asleep. 
So I asked one of the nurses, are you able to wake him or should I go? The nurse said, oh no, he's good. I will wake him and then you can chat. She woke him and I put a chair by his bedside and explained who I was and said, Jerry, somebody called me and said you had questions about God or faith or something of that nature. And Jerry stared at me. Can I explain something about faith or God or death to you, Jerry? Jerry just continued to stare at me. I thought, what does this guy need? I went back out of the room and asked the nurse, does Jerry speak? Is he lucid? The nurse responded, yes, very well, and he is lucid. I walked back into the room and Jerry tracked me with his eyes as I sat down in the chair. What does this guy want, I thought. If he's not going to engage, how can I wow him with my wonderful pastoral care? <laughs> Finally, after a few more minutes of our staring contest, I said, Jerry, if it's okay, I'd like to read you some portions of the word of God. Yes, Jerry said. So I read him the good stuff. I read Jesus' words, I am the resurrection and the life. And I read Jesus' words to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. And I read God's words through the prophet Isaiah about Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his stripes we are healed. And I read him the words of Jesus, no one can snatch them out of my hand. Jerry listened intently. And then I absolved him of his sin, to which he responded, Amen. I prayed with him, and more amens came from Jerry's parched lips after each petition. Then the Lord's prayer, and another amen. And then I gave him the benediction, and a final amen. Then he closed his eyes and went back to sleep. Dear friends, if you're thinking, Pastor, why do we pay you? Anyone could do that. You are right. I just had to get out of the way and let Jesus do his thing, the one thing needful. Show his love. Remind Jerry of his blessed promise of the forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. Jerry needed one thing, how Jesus loved him. Let me recount the ways. Dear friends, God loves you. Hear it. Receive it. Believe it. Although it seems fantastic, it is the one thing needful. God loves you and died for you and rose for you and your sins are forgiven and your salvation is secure. One thing needful. And that was it. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi. Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.